Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we count up to minute 137 of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your co-host today, sitting in the co-pilot seat. I'm Nancy O'Kane, and flying along with us on this flight is Pete Mummert of the Indiana Jones Minute. Hello, Pete. Hi, thanks for having me back. Thanks for being here. It's uh, I And I do appreciate you coming in at the last minute we were the name of this particular episode is called let's hope they're not dentists and we had tried to actually get an actual dentist so uh you've been to a dentist though before haven't you pete i, I think can... <laughs> i have unfortunately yeah. okay well that's that's okay so we, we're, we're well in the ballpark of, uh, of field expertise uh and uh right now we're, we're watching the continuing descent of uh of the damage flight to tga and uh Vern is uh Vern finally gives uh, Cy something to do. He's been sitting there mostly. We've been looking at his ear for the past half hour, but uh, <laughs> now he's telling him to uh, to go back and find some more uh, doctors and things. And uh, dear old uh, Barry Nelson tells him that you know he let's let's hope they're not dentists. That's where the the line for this show comes. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a genuinely funny line too. I think that's a that's a yeah. good line. It, it, is, it, it was quick thinking on his part to come up with that so quickly. I was just wondering, I mean, the reason that we tried to get a dentist on is I wonder how much medical training dentists, I would imagine that medical training for dentists would be somewhat similar to uh, uh, doctors. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, they, they, can, <laughs> they can prescribe things and they know what's going on and there's probably head injuries and stuff. So I would think that they would know something behind the teeth. Right. Um, but it's still, yeah, it, it is a good line. It's great, uh, you know. <laughs> Things, things to worry about when you know, it's like, darn it, they're all uh, homeopaths or something. So, uh, so he, uh, Cy uh, gets up and actually, uh, this is Gary Collins' big acting thing. He, he gets to walk the entire length of the cabin. Um, I did, Pete, the last time you were on, I think the, the plane had not left yet, had it? Or, or, no, I spent a lot of time in that lounge with, oh, uh, yes. with Bert the... Lancaster and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a while. So we're, we're actually deep in, deep into the flight. And, uh, uh-huh. it's, uh, you know, it's funny. This is the last half hour of the film and we really haven't gotten to, I mean, th- this was what everybody's been waiting for for so long and they, they don't have a lot more time to wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. of course, the only thing they have to do right now is, well, there's two things. They have to get the, uh, original flight 45 off the runway and they also have to uh, land the plane safely. So, and, or and keep this plane from, from falling apart. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, nothing much really happened this particular minute. Nothing really advances the plot other than we're looking at a bunch of broken people. Um, well, I, I was actually pretty amazed by this set. Like, I'm really curious. I don't know if you've been able to see pictures of the set or how this worked, but it, it seems pretty amazing, like because Gary Collins opens that door and you can see behind him, like it looks like an entire plane back there behind him. Yeah. And I don't know if they just how they did that with the perspective. They kind of pulled the front cockpit off when they filmed in the back, but it really looked amazing. I I can't tell. You know, as he opens that door, I was trying to figure out if that's a very large picture, but or did they really have the cockpit right at the front of the set? It, it looks like. It could be a photograph. I mean, there's one. There's that one light coming off to the left hand side that puts his shadow on the door at about uh, uh, second eleven. Um, if it's okay, a photo- yeah. If it's a photograph, it's done very well because I thought it looked real. It looked very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It looked. It almost looked. I. I, I thought people were moving around in the back, but they may might not have been. I. I could. I couldn't tell. It was just such a brief. I mean, it's that one second mm-hmm. there. How uh, did? How did they? I was curious. So did they have like a? 
bunch of burly <laughs> grips underneath the set moving it around, or do they turn the camera a little bit, or how did they get this kind yeah. of swaying movement? Um, I did see a still, and I, I haven't been able to find it on the internet since I, since I saw it. The one time they had basically long poles that were underneath the uh, uh, the bottom of this was an actual fuselage of a seven oh seven that they oh, they, wow. they had cut apart. It was a wrecked plane or something, and uh, they put it roughly back together. The the bottom. Two thirds. If, if you if you picture a C or a, the letter U, the top of it is missing, but uh-huh. uh, it was sitting on top of these large risers, and there were there were big beams stuck in on either side, and they had stagehands that would rock the plane side to side. That could that could do that motion wow. where everything would shake. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing and, and uh, the length of a seven forty seven is like a, a seven oh seven is like a hundred and thirty feet. So this is a, a really <laughs> wow, yeah. really long plane. Um, that must have taken a lot of guys like moving it around too. That's a that's yeah, a big production. Yeah. Um. Last week we had uh, Rob uh, Draper on, who was a cinematographer, pointing out that the hardest thing about this movie was the lighting. If you you uh-huh. see that the people up front are lit just as well as the people in the back, so you have to have even lighting. You couldn't put the lights behind the camera because all the people in the front would be really oh, yeah. brilliantly lit. Yeah. But it's it's amazing how those you know those brightly lit floods. Everybody's. Everybody's looking great. The color looks great, and the light—you know—the general lighting looks great. Um, and even they managed to get like the cockpit looking dark. And when you look back through that door, it's like the the cabin's completely illuminated. Yeah, yeah. And it... <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I don't know about the awards that this movie won. Did it win anything special for lighting and all those other technical effects that they're using? I don't think it won any technical effects. It was up against the uh, Marooned and Patton. So they were kind of, it was was a tough field. (laughs) Tough year, yeah. Yeah. But the the sound, everything contributes to it. I mean, everybody, they're kind of yelling and screaming while all this is going on. And the overlapping (laughs) uh, uh, character actor noises. Um, Yeah. And Barry Nelson looks almost exactly like that inflatable co-pilot from airplane in the scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. His neck doesn't even move. He does it's like his, his chin is connected to his chest. Uh, and uh, just so many, there's so many people that you've seen in episodes of the monsters and Gilligan's Island and stuff, just populating all those chairs as they walk back through coats. It's like, wasn't that guy in the Adams family or you always notice things like that more than I do. I have, I have a great suspension of disbelief. And when I'm watching a movie or a TV show, I don't see actors. I see the characters, but you're always pointing out people to me and saying, remember him? He was in episode 25 of the monsters. And I just say, I just, uh-huh. the, other thing me, the older, the older nun that we had, the, the younger nun is working on Gwen in the back, but the older nun managed to keep her uh, wimple on. And, and, you know, somehow that didn't all blow off when the, when the, the plane depressurized. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely people are definitely experiencing this differently. Like some people are, like it's interesting. Everybody in first class seems to be worried about their ears. Like yeah. they seem to be dealing with the pressure in their ears. And only one guy at the very end kind of pulls his lapels up around his ears. Like, oh wait, I'm cold. But then when you get back into the oh, yeah. tourist class, it's blind. like everybody's yeah, really in bad shape. That, that fellow, uh, the fellow behind Whit Bissell at the toward the end of the minute. He he looks like he was hit with a uh, uh-huh. red magic marker or something because <laughs> uh, that, that's not even bl- it, it looks like he got hit with a ketchup packet or something. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Helen Hayes at the very end of this, I'm assuming that she's sniffing smelling salts, but that's not that's not how. Well, I was. That's yeah. not how smelling salts work. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. she just I mean, sniffing is it a and cigarette. Sniffing maybe and sniffing is she like just it. rolling her own? Or... 
it's, it's very <laughs> peculiar. But I guess you know they all they all need their business, something to do. Um, and uh, yeah. And is the is that the guy? Is that the stale nuts guy who's uh, his neighbors helping him put his blanket uh, on him? Let me see. He's around second fifty. He's uh, he's uh, he's hovering at uh, about about second second fifty. Marcus Rathman. He's missing his he's missing okay. his glasses now. And uh, uh, he's behind the, uh, the oh, doctor okay. that's I uh, okay, seeing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did like. I mean, in in an era yeah. where there wasn't a lot of uh, diversity, sometimes in films, I thought it was a cool that they've got it like. The doctor and the sergeant are both African American. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, but they're all there does seem to be an age limitation here. Everybody seems to be. I mean, there aren't that many young people. It all seems to be a bunch of guys yeah, every, in their fifties. Yeah, to be populating most of them. <laughs> that's a, yeah, like almost everybody on the plane is over fifty. It looks like. Yeah, and it, I'm just amazed that. that you know, trying to keep the continuity going of figuring what everybody was wearing and what they, somebody must have been writing all this stuff down of where things were. And the the lady in the green dress, she's always kind of a, a benchmark <laughs> as to the halfway point of coach. But, you know, they're, they're all just kind of, uh, they, they all maintain their spots. Um, I think the priest move though, there's a, there's the priest is in with uh, two other, uh, okay. two other people about halfway down. The guy that had gotten out of the bathroom, who I thought gotten, uh, he he was the one that walked out of the bathroom when Van Heflin, uh, when when Van Heflin had uh, you know turned around and run into the the the, the uh, starboard mm-hmm. lavatory, he somehow got back to his seat and he's sitting in front of the priest. So I don't I don't know how he I don't know how he got <laughs> up there. He had to climb over Dean Martin basically during the explosion, and uh, I have to wa- have to watch the movie. This is terrible. <laughs> I have to go back and look at earlier parts of the movie because I. I don't know how he you got. Need where to give he it got. an even closer reading. That's yeah. It's uh, this is a. Uh, it's very distracting. Now, when when you're doing uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, did you have to go back to look at earlier minutes just to understand oh, yeah. where you yeah, were I did that later quite a bit, on actually. in the movie? So, yeah. How how many times do you think over the course of of your show, the the entire series, that that particular series, how how many times did you watch the whole movie? Wow. Well, I would I would say I watched each minute at least ten times like a minimum. So I, you know, I don't, and then some a lot more than others. So it's, it's hard to say. And I didn't really watch it all the way through when we were recording the show. Interesting. Okay. So you didn't just do do a whole Mm-mm. front to back. I, no, I did that before it started. I, but I once through, we started, I, I didn't do that. I, I usually watch this about once every other week. Wow. All the um, way through. And my, my wife, yeah, yeah. My wife is very patient <laughs> with that because I usually want to watch I, it on I the big screen. I can quote whole lines from the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we yeah it's you keep looking for other things that happened earlier on that somehow got set up and you didn't uh-huh. know when it went by but generally from a continuity point of view this has been a pretty good movie for uh for keeping people in the uh-huh. same spots um i i just don't know you know i i have a feeling that as it gets later on in the movie that it kind of gets a little bit uh sloppier but we'll have to find out about that in a, in a week or two there's a couple of spots here where people kind of get moved around the everybody's going to have to move oh, forward right, eventually right, yeah. in this scene to keep for to balance the plane out they move everybody up um but i'm not sure if they all stay in the same seats while they're doing that of course that could be explained by they want to move around yeah a little chaotic in the plane trying to find stuff yeah the, I've got uh, a question for you, Jim. Actually, 
I've always wondered. Sure. So, like these oxygen masks that all seem like they have Leonid Brezhnev pictures on them. Because <laughs> um, I, I don't like whenever you're on the plane and they say oxygen masks may not inflate, and these look like they all inflate. And I was just, I was, I was curious. I never actually knew. Do they are they supposed to inflate? And sometimes they don't, or do they never look like they inflate? Well, they're they're actually regulators. They they hold air in front of them while you're breathing so that usually when you're when you you don't breathe uh-huh. perpetually what you're doing is you're taking a big breath so the airflow is constant so the, the bags may slowly inflate while you're not oh, okay. breathing so but while you're inhaling it just kind of it, it, that's the the reservoir where you're taking your big deep breath because you can't suck air out of those uh-huh. little pipes the that bag acts as a reservoir um do you, I, I don't know if you the, the way to, the, an equivalent to this is on a on an old movie projector. This is probably really <laughs> dating me, but on an old mo- on an old movie projector, if you think about the way a, a motion picture works, that it shows a frame, it, the film has to stop. It shows a frame, the shutter closes, then it opens it opens the shutter and it shows the next frame. So the the frames kind of move uh, start uh-huh, stop uh-huh. start stop, and that's the same. It, this is kind of like the way film moves through a projector. It's like the there's a constant flow from the top uh-huh. of air, and then that bag is just kind of giving you uh, a digital, right, right. you know, a single oh, single issue of one lung pull. That's cool. So uh, now there should be on, and they are very accurate in terms of uh, the number of bags. There are four uh, four uh, br- uh, masks at every station. So there's it, this being coach. There's only three seats. So what you have is three. Um, uh, three available for the passengers and one extra, a reserve that's available for uh, anybody that's oh, okay. like, standing okay. in the aisle. Or if you're trying to if you're trying to make your way up the aisle, you can just. Oh, and like Dean, Dean Martin, Martin did does, that yeah. in an yeah. earlier minute. Yeah, you just keep going to an empty. There's an empty bag along the way, so you can maneuver your way through the. And if if one of them doesn't work, like let's say the one of the bags has a tear, it's kind of a spare. There okay. So that you can you know have it. It's kind of just so, a reserve. So it's but it's inter- it's interesting that they left it in the movie. Uh, yeah, that's Probably. cool. And how like yeah. how do you think they used real oxygen in in filming this? I I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't think it would go that realistic. I mean, there's it's it, that for one thing that oh, was yeah. a fire hazard. <laughs> but the bags are inflated. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're slightly inflated, so I'm, I'm guessing that they're just running air through it somehow. Maybe they, uh, although I mean, I guess they're taking it off of a tank. They wouldn't run a compressor at the time. It would, it would, or this could be recorded without sound, and then they just uh-huh. add in the add in all the screaming and, and thumping around. <laughs> yeah, although I, hmm, I, I don't know how noisy it would be. I mean, if they just use it off of a tank, it probably wouldn't be that noisy. But I would imagine the hissing sound would be a lot to mm-hmm. remove in a, mm-hmm. in audio. A lot of nice touches in this, though. Like they added a lot of really realistic touches. Yeah, I, I, and their, I mean, their technical advisor guy was a air traffic controller, but I would think they must have talked with airliners, maybe with Boeing. So you know, in getting this plane, they probably uh-huh. had to deal with Boeing to get all the equipment. As a Boeing commercial, it's pretty good. It, I mean, you look at this thing and you think, wow, the seven hundred seven is a pretty sturdy bird. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's it's holding together and it's got all this extra safety equipment and uh, yeah, yeah, basically you can get. You can get through an explosion on a plane with a couple of bumps on the head, <laughs> and that that only happens if you fly coach. So, <laughs> is this um, is this private? Just handing out random coats to people? Like, I'm I'm curious where he got these coats. Yeah, like he's got I, I this big were, armful of them. They were probably all in the, up in the 
in the first class compartment, there's that coat room that's just slightly off the uh, right in between. There's a oh okay. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. He yeah, he seems. To, if you look back at second twenty seven, it looks like he's just looted the uh, the first class. Uh, <laughs> yeah, coat, he's got a whole armful of them. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there something later in the movie about Helen Hayes and a coat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, well, she's, we won't uh, spoil it. <laughs> yeah, she's with. Uh, she has some first first class people that grab it from her. Who? I, oh, there they are. There, the couple that the couple with that coat for people watching along at home. The uh, the couple that have uh, what would later be Helen Hayes's main coat are sitting in one, two, three, four, the fourth row back in first class on the left hand side of the screen. Oh, uh, okay. Back around second sixteen. Okay. Wow, and I'm I'm really amazed at how many blankets stayed. Yeah, no one's. Uh, I guess. Everyone's asking for a blanket, but <laughs> the overhead bins yeah. are full of blankets. I would have thought. I mean, there were enough blankets there that it would have like clogged up the hole. I would have thought. Hard to say. That's why it's funny he's handing out coats. Since like it seems like there were yeah. blankets for everybody. Uh, well, there is a guy. Uh, one of the army fellows grabs a grabs the blanket that was on the uh, over. What, what was later uh, yeah. from the overhead yeah. storage. And puts it on the guy that has the eyeball problem. <laughs> um, apparently, and apparently, the problem everybody got hit with stuff coming down the aisle. It seems like the uh, uh, the folks going down the going down the aisle. There's, they all seem to have a common element of they got hit by something oh, right. to the lab. Right. And there are three doctors on board. So I've seen there's the African American doctor who's working on the eyeball guy. Uh-huh. And then we know that Gwen's getting worked on by Doctor Campagno in the back, uh, in in that the 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 aft uh, doorway. Uh-huh. But I don't see the third doctor. Is there a third? Is that the guy that's? There's oh, a guy... I see him. Yeah, he's right... working the, the bottle. Third. Yeah, yeah. In, in first in first class, he's got the he's got the bottle that. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. The Walker. So I guess he's the. He's the third doctor. So one doctor flying first class and two guys in coach. Yeah. Uh, it, it's surprisingly docile. I mean, everybody seems to be, well, they, they all take their seats and then don't do anything. So <laughs> I would, uh, I, I guess it's orderly and they, everybody knows their job. Yeah. And the doctor, uh, like the doctor orders brandy for everybody. And I'm guessing that's for the cold. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just to relax everybody. Yes. It's, <laughs> Free, free drinks. You know, there's, How I, much I, I brandy does an airplane usually have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Is that frequently on the drinks cart? Give me a. Do they make a lot of brandy, Alexanders? I don't. You know. <laughs> I would think coffee would be the thing that they'd be going for. You know, like crank up the coffee pot. No, or... they don't want to burn people because the plane's shaking around. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> And it is, isn't that what the Saint Bernard's always had in that little barrel? Maybe that's just yeah, yeah. the <laughs> go-to rescue drink. I'm trying to figure out what the the nun is actually working on in her hands. Is that a bandage or is it – she seems to be like trying to open a package of something. Oh, yeah. It looks like a package of peanuts or something maybe. Yeah. It's a very – this is kind of an in-between episode. There's not much – there's a lot of action, but there's no story uh-huh. being advanced other than, look, there's a lot of hurt people back here. So, uh-huh. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Have you talked about uh, Patty Polson? The... Oh, the American Airlines. Yeah. yeah. She's – She's there in the back. Yeah, right she, the back. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was in the uh, – a couple of minutes ago, she was uh, – during the famous uh, Helen Hayes slapping scene, everybody else in the plane was shocked and horrified. But Patty was in the back watching the whole thing going on, and she just had a smile <laughs> from ear to ear. 
Yeah, she really <laughs> that, liked that Hollywood stuff. That may be stuff. a stewardess's dream to slap a passenger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give her another one. Back in. Um, she does a, she does a very good job. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much time she actually spent being a, you know, a day-to-day stewardess, but I know she was in a lot of, uh, magazines and stuff at the time. She was the face of American Airlines during this time period. Hmm. I guess as long as she wasn't wearing an American Airlines uh, outfit, she was okay to be working on disaster movies. Yeah. And she obviously, she obviously had a SAG card. She had lines and everything. So, uh, I've tried to find her. She's, she is kind of one of the uh, legendary people in the uh, flight attendants, uh, what they call the Kiwi Club. Uh, American Airlines has people. That, Kiwis, of course, are flightless birds, so the retired uh, flight attendants and uh, uh, support staff are known as Kiwis. Huh. And uh, she's big in the Kiwi community, but I have never been able to find a, a contact point for her. So, Patty, if you're listening, we still have a, a couple of dozen episodes. So if you'd like to be on the show, reach out to us at airportminute.com. Um, so this is a it's a, it's a very uh, <laughs> exciting yet lame uh, minute. Uh, but it it sets up. I mean, I, I guess what it's doing is it's laying out what's to come. And we uh-huh. have to figure out how how damaged everybody is on the plane. But fortunately, it looks like nobody got killed. So that's, I guess, a, a fortunate thing to know on the plane. So everybody will be wide awake when that <laughs> when, when they come barreling in on snow-filled uh, Lincoln International. Well, and I was just impressed. Like, I don't know if it's because most of these actors are a little older. Like, most of the extras are a little older, and they probably had a lot of experience. But everybody seemed to be doing a pretty good job. Like, this all seemed pretty realistic. Like, yeah, yeah. And, they and managed they, a lot of people really they all, well. They all knew that they weren't supposed to over overwhelm the camera like you could say oh there's mm-hmm. that guy or there's that guy but even Whit Bissell he get, he gets the line of the whole thing where you know you gotta help that man behind me with the uh, magic marker in his eye <laughs> just a generally a good a good linking minute to the action uh, soon to come yeah but well Pete thanks so much for being on our on our show during this yeah uh, thanks for having me back ending ending of the year you are a, a lifesaver and even not being a dentist it really helped so <laughs> Um, for for people who'd like to hear some more of uh, of Pete and his and his crew, uh, go check out the uh, Indiana Jones Minute, uh, available everywhere on iTunes and SoundCloud and all those other places where you get po- podcasts. Uh, great shows and uh, more to come soon. As uh, the well, by the time people listen to this, they'll probably start hearing uh, rumors and mumblings about uh, Temple of Doom. So uh, yep, getting close. Yeah, it's 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 in there. So uh, exciting times to come. Um, if you'd like to uh, join us more on uh, social media to talk about uh, Airport, you're available. We're available on a couple of different uh, formats. You can talk to us on Twitter at Airport Minute. You can talk to us on Facebook, Airport Minute. Uh, also, the Airport Minute Commanders Club, which has a big conversation going usually. Please join us also at our big site, AirportMinute.com, where you can catch up on previous episodes and buy a lot of swag and stuff to keep the memory of Transglobal alive. We'll return tomorrow and find out what's going on with Gwen back there in the way back of the plane as we're uh, finishing up the year here uh, on the airport. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, so until uh, tomorrow, good day. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. <laughs> <laughs>